MMA and beyond. Thank you so much for listening, folks, as the summer dwindles down. As it dwindles down, Ray Longo, it's not unbearable in uh, here it anymore. It doesn't feel good. It's not super hot out. I don't have a, uh, it's a stack of towels next to me where I have to pat myself down every There was two one seconds. show we did in here that was really, yeah, it was like doing it, it in early. a sauna. Horrible. We cut it early because... Because I was going to drop dead. But yeah, because yeah, there was a possibility I, I was dead. I, I, we pre- I appreciate that, that, Christopher Dosa. The camera quit. Right, the, camera. Oh, yeah, the camera actually burnt the out. Camera burnt yeah, people, out. Yeah. people might think we're joking. It was no, definitely a hundred degrees. So, so we're in a we're in this gym, and we record this show on the on the top, on the top floor of the gym, and it was just hot. We turn off the fans so that um, you don't hear it while we're recording. So it was that that was a hot, still dead well, air. We had a warm summer. We we're mentally tough because we know heat rises, and still we walked into <laughs> that why fire we do pit. The show up we here. don't. Let's let's try. It. Let's see if we can survive. Some guys <laughs> do an ice bath. Let's put yeah. electronics. We, yeah. we do a show in a sauna. And Manimal yeah. up there. I wonder if that's a Where's thing. Where's Manimal? It's about ten yeah, degrees hotter when Manimal's Manimal here. Manimal right now is with uh, Manimal's running around with Tinkerbell over it's, at the uh, Disneyland in Florida. They now those those poor, like uh, Cinderella, and they have to they have to put up with the manimal now. Is that right to do to them? He what happens is he introduces them like they're the star, but but yeah. he doesn't see it that way. No, he's the most. So he's, he's definitely the most popular guy in Disney. He's introducing right himself to yeah. the princesses. Yeah, and he starts with, "Oh yeah, manimal training you, you've camp." Had, you've had your kids there, right? I mean, I I mean, do you? I wonder if Manuel's getting the autographs of all the characters. He's giving out autographs. Yeah. He, he's... Right now he's in the castle having breakfast as we're talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He's, <laughs> he's having breakfast. So... Mind you people, he's 40, but that's okay. It's everybody It's everybody to themselves. He um, he he uh, he said he was going to go. He went. Manimal. He comes back. Of... Manimal training camp in full effect. A lot of people love Disneyland. They love it. <laughs> They love it. I mean, they're seven, eight, nine years old, but again, yeah. age, you know, Chris, the producer, some people, it doesn't matter. Big fans. You know, big fans, big fans. Right. So, so there are parks, so there, there are parks that you don't have to bring kids to. This is one of them. There are other parks, however, when you're around, uh, in California, especially, I always find these signs humorous. You can be walking, go for a run. And you pass like a kid's park, like there's a jungle gym, that kind of stuff. And there's right. an actual sign on the fence that'll say, adults must be accompanied by children to come to this <laughs> park. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like it. I think that's pretty good. But Disney's not one of those places yeah. because Manimal yeah, right. is just down there. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> I like that. He's allowed, unleashed down there. Introducing himself to all the princesses, to all the princesses. Probably wrestling a gator or something like that. (laughs) No, I do see. He's one of those guys, though. You know, like all of a sudden you'll see, like at Sea World, he's on a, you know, he's riding a dolphin somewhere. (laughs) Like, oh shit, I think that's Manimal. So look, he's on, he's part of the show. Right? Who's that lunatic? Oh wait, it's Manimal. That's fucking Manimal. Right? He's definitely fun. Then you go to like Universal Studios, and he's the guy doing the stunts with everybody. Oh shit, they they lit a guy on fire. Oh, Oh, it's Manimal. He's on fire. Oh my god, (laughs) Manimal, you're on fire. And he says, right, right. Then he goes over to the other studio and they shoot him out of a cannon. 
He's enjoying the process. Hey, he's but enjoying I hope, it. Manimal, I hope you're having yeah, a good time. He, I'm sure he's having a great time, man. Manimal seems fun, and anywhere I'm sure he's fun, and, and he's definitely thinking of this stuff. He's definitely thinks of, thinking of ways that Disney can improve their product. Right. <laughs> And uh, do it a little bit. But he'll let us know. He'll let us include Manimal. (laughs) He's going to, when he gets back, I'm sure he'll review his trip and let them know any changes they should be making. If it's any changes are warranted. Uh, With their guys are Disney. Everything. (laughs) Here's the thing. Hear me out. Right. So we had fights last night. Oh, Johnny, did we have fights last night? You were there. (laughs) Yeah, I was there. Shout out to... uh, uh, Mike Goldberg and uh, Big John McCarthy. Who, oh, Goldie, I miss Goldberg. What a who good uh, had nothing but great things to say about you, Matt, Sarah, and in law MMA in general. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah, very nice. How was the fight? Uh, the fight was interesting. Looked I mean, great the first round. I thought. Look, I thought that's the way he trained. Look, he did break his hand. Uh, he sent me the x-rays from uh, from the hospital. He did shatter his uh, first metacarpal for sure. Plus other things, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, it was such a winnable fight. You know, he I thought he did great. The first round, the guy was tied. I, I didn't think he... I didn't think he was going to... I thought he was winning that fight. And then he just... Uh, I don't know what went wrong. You know, he just acquiesced to the takedowns, and he wasn't fighting him anymore, and the guy had better jiu-jitsu than him, and maybe the thumb played a part. You know, I don't know. but um, It's where the focus goes. So, right, so, right, exactly. Right. So yeah. if a fighter breaks something and the focus goes to there, right, then... Yeah, that's a great you, point. You talk about that's focus That's a great point, time. though. That is a good point. That's a different way of putting it than I think we even talked about it. Yeah. If he started focusing on his thumb as opposed to winning the fight, that could have been absolutely the Because you only have 100%. So you start yeah. at 100%, and then as you start focusing on other right. things, you start losing that 100%. And it, and if, if that focus goes to to a thumb or anything else, yeah. uh, or the fact, oh, this guy's being, he's able to hold me down longer than I'd like, right, whatever right. it is. Yeah, it, that's a good point. It, it depends on and, what that And that is. creates havoc, and if the other guy starts playing off that havoc, well, you're in it, trouble. It creates windows of opportunity for the other guy if he's at a higher percent. Right. And look, everybody goes in banged up at this point. <clears throat> Maybe not at that level. They're still, you know, young. They don't have many fights, but everybody goes in banged up. And you're right. That's a good point. Where you're putting your focus, and you know, certain guys are going to deal with that better than others. But yeah, if he started thinking about his thumb, then it takes away from what he should have been doing, and that could have been the difference in the fight. That really could have been, uh, because you know, it's funny because after the first round, that guy was dead. But then he had a decent he second was. round, and so now he's starting to mentally come back. He figures, you know what? Now I have a shot of winning. I'm sure he went into that second round not thinking too good, but by the third round, he knew what he had to do. He had to win one more round. He's probably even going into the third. And uh, hey, he did what he had to do. So hats off to uh, what was his name? Oh, Connor Dixon. Yeah, hats off to him, man. I think he out toughed he toughed that fight out and he got the victory and been good good win for him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what uh, fight he gets next. And as for for uh, Kaz. Uh, you know he, he make those adjustments. I'm sure that he'll be back in the gym as soon as he's as soon as he can and and make those adjustments. But also focus some. First of all, focus some on jujitsu. Yeah. And uh, and focus on some psychological aspect. How how much Ray do you think fighters are uh, self reflective? 
Uh, meaning, meaning they're able to say, okay, so what's happening to me when I when I go yeah, to the yeah. corner and I tell uh, my coach, when I tell Ray Longo, Jenny Nadell, when I, when I tell um, Edwin was there, it was Ed, you, yeah. Edwin, and Jenny. Right. When I go back and tell them, my hand's broken. Right. What am I thinking? Like, what 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 am I? What weight am I giving that? And so, do, do fighters reflect on that at all, or or is that not a conversation I'm they gonna, would have with you? Uh, that 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 will come up because I wanted to know, like, I, like my thing was, well, how do you want me to react to that? Should I stop the fight? Next time I'll stop the fight. Is that your safe word? That you right. you hurt? And I I would say he would say no. He wants to right. fight. I do believe he likes to fight, but I think the really good guys will. I don't even think it gets to that point, you know, but. Uh, he he should address it though. I mean, it is a listen. Certain guys is a lot to address. Certain guys there's not a lot to address. But uh, I mean, the good guys will always make the adjustment. I'm gonna say, and the, the probably one of the best guys I've seen do that that we have is Marab. Marab's wrestling was off. I mean, first fight he ever lost, he got mounted, couldn't get out of the mount. That's not gonna happen again. He went back. I mean, he adjusted that. Then he lost the. Uh, he lost a fight to Ricky Bandeos, who now is really looking good, but he lost that because of the wrestling. He went and he became, his wrestling skyrocketed. You know what I mean? Everything. I mean, Aljo, when Marab was first here, and even he could talk to Marab, Aljo would torture him with the wrestling. Now it's, you know, he gives Aljo a run for his money because he's got the cardio, he can keep pushing. Hmm. And he made those adjustments. More than anybody I've ever seen, after every fight he came out, and man, and he corrected it. He corrected very it. Very coachable. Very coachable. So, uh, I mean, very coachable on that aspect. You know what I mean? He's still a crazy man, so you got to <laughs> – And right. I think he even corrected that, even with the Ricky Simone fight. He got over-anxious. He was flipping over the guy. So, no, he's – no, I'm going to say coachable uh, as far as making the corrections better than anybody I've seen. Nice. He, he will come out and he will make those – he will make the necessary adjustments, man, like better than anybody – uh, and then he doesn't do it again. Yeah, he's only gonna screw up once. I think that guy, which mm. is great. And so, so, so someone you go back to someone like uh, Kaz, and we're talking about the the Bellator uh, two twenty five results, and one of our law MMA fighters. How do you say, how do you say Kaz's last name? Is uh, Zima, I think. Zima, Kaz Zima. So uh, we're talking about Connor Dixon defeating Kaz Zima. Via submission, armbar round third, uh, third round. So y- when you when you see a fighter like that and he's ready to address, hey Ray, I want to come back. You know, he's he, Kaz is a fighter. He wants right. to come back. I'm going to go back in the gym. Yeah. Do you do you also say okay? So let's let's talk about multiple aspects here, right? Um, including this is a good, the psychological. And this is a good example one. to do because you know you still. You know, my thing, Tim, was I want I, this fight. I wanted to see him fight with his head, not with emotion, because there was so much emotion going back. These guys are torturing each other. They were kind of both like two nutty guys, man. It was hmm. kind of funny to watch. When I mean, like, I don't even know what I was looking at, but you know, <laughs> they were, you know, and of course they loved each other after the fight. But you know, they it wasn't even like they were publicizing the fight. I think they're two nuts that, that then they like appreciated each other it's a weird it's just weird i can't explain it but it's just weird but uh i think it's a good fight like he doesn't have to tell me anything he just has to start doing jujitsu like he doesn't have to come back and say i want to do this he knows what he has to do he knew what he always had to do so now you know are you capable 
because it's not just doing jujitsu, really, with that. And it's, and it's anything. could be any art. But you have to fall in love with jujitsu. That's when you're going to make the strides. You have to right. fall in love with it where you just can't wait to get there and you're rolling all the time. And that's a big difference than huge. going and, and learning how to escape. It's a confidence difference, too. A hundred percent. Of course. You know, so... I like to use, uh, you know, like that. I don't know who uses that term, but I like he has to fall in love with jujitsu. If he's going to make strides, that's what he has to do. Well, cheers, cheers to uh, Kaz, and congrats again to Connor Dixon. Uh, we had Nick Newell. He um, he defeated Corey Brown. Nick Newell was was not given a, a UFC contract, and and right. some people were saying that maybe he's not good enough for the for the big leagues. He was super proud in his hometown to uh, defeat Cor- Corey Browning via submission. Be interesting to see what uh, what happens with Nick Newell as he rises uh, through the ranks. But he was always with Bellator. Am I correct with that? Yeah, okay. Yeah. He was, um, I think that he was given the opportunity, I think, to, I think he was given the opportunity to, to uh, fight and was turned down right was turned down so uh, bellator uh, picked him up and and uh he's, he's he's looking good he's looking good uh austin vanderford uh looking good against uh joseph creer uh tko dr Stop, some brutal elbows it was interesting to see austin who's who's he fought for at 185 for the first time uh this fight and uh he said he loved not having to drop that weight do that weight cut he was getting a little bit. He was he's getting hit standing up and went went back to his wrestling and jujitsu and and uh, landed some brutal ground and pound and referee stopped the fight. Be interesting to see how uh, how that progresses. Also with Austin uh, Vanderford, of course, he's he's got more notoriety now for being Paige Van Zandt's husband. Right. Uh, but I think if he keeps winning like that, they'll. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny now. I know who he is. I know who. Yeah. Why <laughs> I was bringing t- him up. Yeah. Right. right. While you were talking about it, I thought he trained at Henzo's with you. Yeah. No. I was like, who the hell is <laughs> Austin Van? Oh, now you now that makes sense. So it was Paige Van's uh, <laughs> husband. Yeah. No, uh, He's gonna have to deal with that for. Uh, Let's see if the relationship can hold up under that yeah, pressure. It's, it's uh, a lot of the fighter that called him out called him uh, Mr. Van Zant. Yeah, and so it, it's I guess it's uh, people will know it's a sore spot, but that's how he, that's how he is known. For yeah, now. I hope that doesn't go like that. Uh, uh, excuse me, who's this Austin Van? Who? <laughs> Page Vincent says, oh, Austin, how's it going, buddy? Oh, you know, that, I mean, that, that could be wicked. That, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that could. Uh... You, you bring up Henzo, big night for the Gracies, oh. man. Gracies doing great. Uh, Conry Gracie defeats Oscar Vera via submission armbar round one. Imagine poor Oscar Vera. So his last Bellator fight, he fights Hobson Gracie, Henzo Gracie's brother. Got Henzo in the corner, gets armbarred. <laughs> his very next Bellator fight, Conry Gracie who who he's there with his dad Hoist Gracie and Henzo Gracie in his corner. Yeah, Hoist I mean, you're staring at Henzo and Hoist Gracie. I mean if I'm Oscar, Gracie, if I'm got, Oscar Vera, I don't even I, I maybe stab the uh, matchmaker <laughs> right. at this point. Please no more Gracies, no more arm bars. Well, uh Gracie and, and Henzo. Man, he was You he saw had, Master Henzo. I saw Henzo. My Master Henzo. I let me tell you something. That guy's living the dream. Every time I see me first of all he looks great. Um, they told me he was named the ambassador of tourism for Brazil. I mean, this guy's living the dream. He, he really is living the dream, this guy. He's close to Brazilian president. Imagine Henzo could end up being the president of Brazil. That would be incredible. You know, that, that would be... Would, 
That I would mean, be incredible. He, I, I, I just, I mean, just always fun seeing him. He's a great storyteller and dynamic. He dynamic. He had me crying for the twenty minutes we talked, but uh, yeah, man. Well, I, you could tell why he, he's got that personality. That you could tell why, no matter the hemisphere, continent, or wherever, he's welcome and he's yeah, oh, yeah. having those same kind of conversations. He is. He's. He could be the Muhammad Ali of Brazilian of uh, the MMA. I think he's known all over the place. If you see how often you see that Henzo Gracie logo, yeah. And the other thing is, like in Japan, they're not big on the UFC. It's not like if you're from the UFC, they don't know who you are. Henzo goes there; they know who he is, man. They they love him in Japan. Yeah, I think this guy is known all over. So, (laughs) hats off to Henzo. Congrats on the new position. Uh, I think that's fantastic. I don't know. Congrats on the position in the president's cabinet. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't know. It's, I, mean, I think that's living a dream. Absolutely. Uh, so so uh, Gracie gets the win. Um, we had, uh, he had, what was the kid's name? Um, who who gets the, oh, uh, Aviv Ghazali. It's in the fastest submission in Bellator history. Another Henzo Gracie guy. Rolls down, takes that leg. Eleven seconds, Ray Longo submits Man, another pretty, professional. That's pretty fast. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's super fast, and uh, and so congrats to him as well. I mean, it looked that was. I mean, I didn't. I don't. I think I saw it, but it was quick. But uh, he'll I don't know if I saw it coming off. Yeah, he, he dove, dove right into it. It was yeah. almost like a Ryan Hall type of thing. They just. Uh, whatever that's the Aminari roll. Yeah, he, exactly. He, right. he, he he rolled right into it and. Uh, 11 seconds man when you that guy yelled he tapped and yelled at the same time that shit hurts um so yeah so so a good night of fights the matt mitrione fight were you able to uh catch that ray i was able to hear it i was driving home excuse me i didn't stick around for that but i heard it and i heard the announcing and it looked like uh he self-destructed you know focus again we can we yeah. can bring this right back to focus it's not that your it's not that your hand hurts or it's not that your hand's broken what percentage of your focus is that going to take? It's not that your um, mouthpiece keeps falling. Right. Out. What percentage of your focus is that going to take? Yeah. And and so for me, watching it, I, I felt like he was clearly not only distracted, but when you watch it, he's so frustrated that it keeps falling out. And that, again, we go back to that emotion. Right. An emotion uh, to the point where you're, you're clenching uh, because y- your mouthpiece keeps falling out, and and uh, and the last time it falls out, he says he kind of frustrated and just goes back in and fights anyway, and is, receives an uppercut from hell. Yeah, it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. Sure you know? is. It's really crazy, especially uh, since he was. And that's a guy with a lot of fights. Like, why is that rearing its ugly head now? I mean, I'm sure it has in the past. I think, but yeah. But it just was more. You, you got to see it up close now. Like you're right, and even. I think, like, again, I was listening to it. I wasn't watching it. I was listening to the commentating. But was it just nonchalantly telling the guy, get the other mouthpiece out of the bag? And I think even the commentator said, well, why don't you just put that mouthpiece in first? Like, you didn't spar with this. You didn't do anything with this mouthpiece. You're finding out now, which would almost be the cardinal sin of anything, is not to find (laughs) out during the fight. Right. You know what I mean? And now, you know, the human mind, look, you know better than me, but it is... It is mind-boggling to me, but 
you're you know they could set this stuff up a week before the fight who knows what's running through their head there is a lot of subconscious promises made that you're that you will fail yeah that is that is very common and a lot of times you most of your your conscious effort is unplaying those uh unplaying those plans out but this did seem again super frustrating and definitely knocked him out of it and and his strategy was to avoid that uppercut and he was doing great avoiding that uppercut he was landing good punches he was looking smooth he was looking calm the only thing that seemed to throw him off is that his mouthpiece kept coming out when the referee warned and said hey if it comes out again i'm gonna deduct a point Uh, i must have added more stress but sure enough worrying about that mouthpiece Guess what he didn't worry about? That uppercut. Right. And uh, and that was it. And I'm going to say the mouthpiece, I got to put it in a different category than breaking your hand, too. Sure. Breaking the hand. I mean, mouthpiece, I'm not saying this would be smart, but you can fight without a mouthpiece, you know. And But your hand is, that. I think the pain, there's pain involved. There's uh, now the lack of confidence because I can't grip. I can't do this. I can't throw it. You know, the mouthpiece thing is a little weird to me, but he, you could see or you could hear, well, for me, and I'm sure you could see it, that, that cost him the fight. Sure. That cost him the fight. Now, you got to go back and go, I, like, why wouldn't you have used the other, like, I think, again, there's so many weird things in that, but some guys, they do like to give themselves an out before the fight just in case, because now he he could almost say, like he he could literally say, "Look, I I didn't you know because of the mouthpiece I lost. Right, I would have won that fight. Right, you know. So that's it's hard to argue that. But you're right. But he put his focus there where he shouldn't have. Well, and that's it. So as soon as you, you it's again, it can only be a hundred percent. So as soon as you put your focus somewhere else, it, it comes from something else. Yeah. So your focus on something takes your focus off something else, and uh, unfortunately, it was. I guess keeping your head in the game for for those uppercuts and 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 he got hit with it. Uh, fight news locally: our uh, ally Quinta gets the fight. It's official. Oof! Uh, it's absolutely official. I imagine you are going to go head that way. But we will be down under for our ally Quinta. It's going to be, be a great great card, great fight. Um, the Whitaker on Asanya card, UFC 243 on October 5th. And, yeah, pretty uh, cool. I mean, I've been to Sydney a couple of times, never to Melbourne. So uh, they just, call it when you're there. They call it Melbourne. Melbourne, really? That's how they'll say it. They'll know. I'm, I'm sure. If you I'll say st- Melbourne, sure it's uh, like yeah, going st- to Arkansas and calling it Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll stick out like a sore. Th- I don't think I can make that adjustment. I, I, well, I, I don't <laughs> think. I'm yelling that, at Kaz. Even if you make that adjustment, yeah. your accent's going to stick out. Yeah, what out. exactly is it called again? Melbourne. Melbourne. They Melbourn. say it Melbourne. So, like, actually, like M-E-L-B-I-N. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to think of that. That's how they say it. Melbourne. If you say Melbourne, they know. They already yeah. know, but oh, they, then they, they, yeah. yeah. I tell you, Sydney. I thought was. Uh, <laughs> I thought I had a great time in Sydney. Sydney's I great. The people were great, and you know whatever so melbourne i've i've haven't been to a part of australia that i don't love yeah no it's a great great people the and and you you can be around the different uh demographics also you can go uh, to the upper more upper scale places the people are super nice down to earth you can go to the to the just the beach pubs and guess what people are super nice and down to earth it's really not that big of a difference and again it goes to that to to that point where you're going to a place 
in a, almost an entire continent that has great weather almost always. So it's like going to the West Coast here where people are like, hey, man, relax. They're kind of in a good mood. Super yeah, because it's sunny every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sunny every day. Why? Why? Like when you step out of your car and you're in like a, a foot of slush, ice cold slush. <laughs> where people are that honking. Put, that puts you in a bad mood? Are we that? It's fucking weak that just stepping in like two feet just of like being soaked up. By the <laughs> time you're an adult, you you've hit 18 yeah. to 20, just brutal winters, storms. Yeah, yeah it's a it definitely different person. A lot of people, here. when they they're can't feel their fingertips, they're in a great mood, Steve. I'm not even sure what we're talking about. A lot of people like that. Sounds great. <laughs> Pretty good. Cloudy. Yeah. Get North Dakota flashbacks. Oh, I, I really oh, think that of all PTSD to have, I really think that I ended up with like snow and wind chill PTSD. Oh, yeah, yeah, that could be. It, yeah, it, I, I never hated winter more than after that. Like just being out there. Cause, so, Ray, they, they tell you, because you're joining the military. So the videos I watch is like, it's basically <laughs> Rambo, you know? Yeah, so yeah. here's a, you're, you're going to have an M203 grenade launcher and an M60. You're going to be an M60 yeah. machine gunner. Yeah. I was a 60 machine gunner, M203 grenade launcher. I had an M16 rifle. None of the things they, they use now. So those yeah. of you in the military now, this is the, the parent of the weapon you use now. And, but, so I had an M60, an M16, an M203 grenade launcher, and, of course, an M9 proficient in all of them watch the videos gonna low crawl you're gonna do all this stuff or they're gonna send you to north dakota yeah, I mean, and you're gonna is... stand with that m203 yeah. grenade launcher or and or your m16 or your m60 on a, on a peacekeeper in front of an airplane of an airplane for 12 hours to 14 hours <laughs> and you're just gonna stand there buddy it sounds like it sounds like a scene out of stripes it's anyway it is that you know like at the end where they send that don't they send that guy to north dakota the, 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 i think they sent the uh, general in north dakota because he screwed up it's it's a good south place dakota. to send someone that 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 you don't uh love too much and the, again people are great north dakota people are fantastic it's beautiful people are great however being a policeman standing in front of an airplane for 14 hours in that wind chill probably sucks. will will turn you into a philosopher oh, fast yeah. and uh and yeah ever since then i think that anytime it gets too cold here i'm like frigga, sucker, frigga, frigga, frigga. <laughs> there's no no but there can't be any comparison to to how cold it gets because but i'll tell you what unless you're in like binghamton or up i do it i i when i went up for my daughter to look at that school and I, i'll never forget my gonna bring a hat like i'm not wearing a hat and luckily she stuffed that hat her, yeah her, north dakota her, you her, have her, seconds before yeah i gotta tell you man frostbite. i was i had a parker i was freezing it i don't have that hat i might not even be here today <laughs> it was what, what gets it is that it's the northern plains so it's always windy. So you have a wind chill. So when I got there, I'll, I'll never forget this. I got there on December 5th. And we do, police do something called guard mount before you take your shift. So you all get together and the flight chief tells you, well, today this, you know, the code of the, so, so like we talked about manimal having safety codes. Yeah. We had safety codes because it was a nuclear base. So we had, uh, uh, diamond might be one of the say we'd have three different words uh, a primary a alternate and a, so diamond might be it so if i was under duress in some way somebody was trying to get me into an area i'd say 
I'd see the the security guy and hey Ray, how's it going? And you'd say I'm oh, doing great. Uh, uh, I'm just you know diamond shopping for my wife, and I know oh, you're wow. in some sort of trouble. Wow. Yeah. So we'd oh, have wow. those type of words. So you'd go over that kind of stuff. That, but I remember my first one. I was 18. My first one, and the flight chief says, uh, "Today's uh, today's high is minus five. And I remember the look of relief that everyone showed. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, he just said minus five. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And then that was December, February, uh, January and February. I realized why minus five was fantastic. And when? The windshield would get minus 30. Wow. And it just stay that way. Like, that's just what it is. <laughs> like, it's not, it's, it isn't like a cold front. This is what it is outside. And so when people would visit, they'd always be, like you start getting used to things that you that you when people would visit me they wouldn't get used to so they'd visit and they'd start talking to me outside and they keep rubbing their nose checking their nose and I'd say oh you feel like you got a booger or something in your nose and they're like yeah right yeah. like no just every time you breathe in your nose hairs freeze oh wow and so it just you're just not used to that feeling because you live in a regular part of the United States <laughs> every time you breathe in your nose hair freeze so little things like that people keeping their cars plugged in. Like every parking spot had a outlet and you, every car, you buy your car and there's a little extension cord sticking out of it to an engine block heater. Because wow. if you just left I, your car somewhere, you're not starting that thing. I think it's like Montreal, right? Yeah, Montreal's like that. They have yeah. The, right? It's yeah. so cold. Wow. Well, this was, Minot Air Force Base was where I was, is 30 minutes from the border. Right. The border of which part of Canada? Um, uh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. The, fir the first town is called Regina. <laughs> Dead serious. That's easy to remember. <laughs> I even forget. This is the early 90s. I remember that. I forget everyone's name, but I remember Regina yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's because at minus 30, <laughs> even the guys have a Regina. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the fights, we, when we go, for me, I'm always fascinated by the mindset stuff. So Yeah, yeah that, no, I think that was a great card to, to delve into that. Because you, sure. you see that you can you can get away with so much. You said from, the, I want to say, the first time I ever spoke to you, you said something to the the fact that the, the cage will reveal the truth. Exactly. exactly. And you, you see, we've heard it all. We've all heard it said something, if something can hold water. All the ways that we see that we'll see if something could be how, how you deal with it when you're in these really tough, high-pressure situations. And some people have a great game for the lower to mid-pressure situations, but when it gets to that high level, that, that high level of performance, you start seeing these glitches. The good news is, the bad news is you see it while someone's mauling you in a cage. Right. But the good news is you can make these adjustments and come back stronger than ever, if yeah, even and psychologically. That's if, if you're doing the sparring right, you, you get a glimpse of that way before it happens. Sure. You know what I mean? But it's interesting. It really is. It's just, it's really an interesting dynamic to look at. If I really, I mean, I could put together a book out of, on how to analyze a guy, what he's like in his real life after watching him spar a bunch of times. You, it is absolutely no question that that is, I mean, me and Matt have this discussion all the time, but there's absolutely no question that's better than a lie detector test. Oh, sure. You know, you got the guys, let's just, uh, you Behavior. know, let's go 30%. 
Go, let's go 30%. Next thing you know, the guy is swinging for the fences. I mean, there was a time with a guy, I, I have this conversation with one of my buddies that used to spar here a lot. And I, I, I would go, you know, today, let's go 100%. You know, <laughs> let's just go because 30%, I want to see, like, I want to see what your 100% is. If I'm telling you to go 50% and this is what you're doing, this, this is no different. There's <laughs> right. no, but he wants to make that deal so that maybe you go 50 while he's guy, going right. 100. Yeah, yeah, he's hoping that the other guy abides by that, you know. So you see all types of things. You see people bully each other in the ring. They're going to bully people outside. You see the guy that tries to help you during sparring. If you're making mistakes, that guy's going to help you out. So it's just, it is better than a lie detector test. Yeah, well, behavior is math, man. That 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 is for sure. Uh, recently, uh, we're talking about behavior. It'd be interesting to see what happens with Conor McGregor. Um, he was recently interviewed. Uh, he he admits that he was in the wrong for punching an old man in the head. Um, Did I get bullshit? I felt the sincerity of what he was saying. Did I get bullshitted on that? <laughs> no, I think I think that he. I, I mean, I'm comparing it to when John Jones apologized. <laughs> I, well, when John, right? I, that I feel like, wow, this is just horrible. But, right. but with Connor, I felt, I think he's a good dude. Like, way. I don't think he. I wants think to that, do that Connor has. I think that he his story is true in the sense that he came from nothing, and then received a lot on top of that. And, right. And it's not an uncommon story that the beginning it's it's really hard to make those adjustments and yes maybe the younger connor the younger freer connor would that's how he would respond right 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 exactly um, but I you're do. not that anymore now right you right have, i think it's going to take him time but i yeah. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm feeling that he will make the adjustment for some reason i don't know i think that he can i think that he he, he the the way he's changed and adjusted his trainings uh, as as needed and as necessary, the way that he he yeah, adjusts, yeah, yeah, right. he he seems very looked, coachable he, and adjustable. Yeah. How old is he, uh, Chris? He's, Did you look that up? Check. Yeah, he seems very um, very adjustable. Yeah, and he speaks well about the fight. Look, I think he. I think he, he wants to be that great fighter. Yeah, I think yeah, he really does. Yeah, no, he he loves the challenge. Uh, uh, I yeah. think yeah, he he's good. He makes the adjustments. Uh, I think, like again, I think Kavanaugh Kavanaugh's a good guy. I think he's he's got the right people around him to influence him the right way. But um, and it sounded like he he had a little not tiff, but they had a little a little uh, uh, break between them, him and uh, Coach Kavanaugh, because Coach Kavanaugh did some interviews and said, "I'm not sure if Connor's coming back. Um, if if he does, I." I'd have to be inspired to, as to why uh, right, in order right, to coach right. him again. Um, and Very so, and, and, yeah. and Connor did own that. He said, yeah, you know, with my distractions, with my trainings and stuff like that, that must've been frustrating to deal with. And so I think Connor's owning it. He said, well, that's it what made it seem like at first like, he didn't probably own it. And now he's probably self-reflected enough to yeah, say, I you think, know what? I, I don't blame him. I was right, probably right. driving I think him that's crazy. what I feel with him. Like he will at least address it. Whereas the other guy, it's just like a, you know, like a uh, cookie cutter or a boilerplate response. Like, it, uh, but this yeah. guy's saying things that I think you want to hear. It didn't come when from it, a PR firm. For no, sure. definitely not. It could have. No, it, it could have, but I don't think it did. I think it, it, 
came from the people he's around, and he is self-reflecting. I, I feel that. Like again, I don't. Think it, it sounds like there's a, there there might be a couple of people in his circle that are willing to tell him the baby's ugly. In right, that right, sense. right. Yes. And and so that's really really key. Right. It, a, it took this to do it. Yeah. Because it might have not happened before that, but I do believe. Look, if you're a grounded guy, it it. Like I know even my guys, I'll back them. But if it got like absurd, it, it then you're gonna look bad. And right. I don't think I'm willing to. Well, I like, think his know. anchor is his kids. Yeah. I want to say that I, I don't remember what he specifically said, but I remember thinking that oh, that's his anchor, his kids. So something to the effect of, I can't be, you know, on video punching a dude. Yeah, right. Like I, my kids need right, to right. learn I think this he respect that. kind I'm, of thing. Saying, and I, I do. Yeah, I think yeah. that's his anchor. His anchor. For adjustment, if it if it wasn't already legacy, if it wasn't already being the best, uh, it's probably not money as much anymore because he really has so much of it. But right. it, it, but if it is for legacy for the kids and and the story that the kids tell, he said um, uh, one of the one of the people whose names he threw out was Frankie Edgar, and he said the reason he's, he's throwing out Frankie Edgar's name is because Frankie Edgar said, yeah, I would love a fight like that. I would love to be able to tell my uh, uh, my kids or grandkids, look, I fought Conor McGregor. So good yeah. way to feed that ego, and at the same time might uh, might land you a fight. Yeah, I gotta tell you, Frankie, I talk, he's just a loved guy by he everybody. Is. Even that was so when he was in the the ring and he had his son in there. That yeah. just that killed. That, like yeah, it almost that was killed. A... He's just a good dude and. I, I got to tell you, man, he's like Aljo. I don't think will. I don't think there'll be trash talk. I hope there's not because I mean, like Frankie's loved by everybody. Yeah. I, I haven't really ever run in. I'm talking about all guys too. Like you know, so it's a it, it's yeah. a little bit of a predicament if that fight happens. Nobody talked about it. I I know. I think it's on. I don't even know, but. It's, I just heard I, I heard uh, that that they were trying to work out, but yeah, I don't think that there would be that kind of trash talk uh, anyway. Frank, no, and he's I'm not you, that Steve, guy. The reaction, even from people I tell that I know, they don't. Nobody likes it. Everybody loves Frankie. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, he's a they, good dude. obviously they support Aljo and stuff, but this is a tricky one. Frankie's a he's just conducted himself like a gentleman throughout his whole career. and probably at the expense of losing some money. Sure, which but I. Who, who gives a shit? I mean, he's got character, and I think that'll take him way further longevity. in the future. Yeah, yeah, longevity. I mean, and and to anybody who's anybody, they're going to appreciate that guy. You know. Do Do you think that? Uh, do you think that? What's funny about Aljo's trash talk is yeah. a lot of times he isn't trash talk. Yeah, it's not really trash talk. Yeah. it's really not. It's what what's running through his head. And it's really the way he perceives things. Yes. That's what I love about it. He's funny. It's, He's it's more like funny. a conversation. Oh, like, it's a conversation. Yeah. Without a doubt. I think that's you a great almost, way of putting it. If you read it, because you're used to hearing him talk, like if you read it in his voice, you can almost imagine him sitting down there in one of those red chairs going, hey, you know what I noticed? Blah, blah, blah. And he just saying it and just, yeah, yeah. It's, there's no malice in no, there it's no, just, no, he, he's, just a conversation no even when he's mad at somebody he's got a re his reasoning is he's funny he's funny he's definitely not doing he's just like he's, yeah, it's he's a not putting on a show a conversation yeah. in his head yeah and then he puts it on paper and it's pretty damn funny if you'd like to have some conversations with us you could always do feedback we get to as many as we can as you know sometimes we have to skip some but we do really appreciate you uh, all writing in it's so cool to see on Twitter 
uh, that many of you write in or comment from uh, different countries. So that's really cool. Thank you all so much. And thank, thank you to all of you who don't ask any questions, but instead uh, uh, wish Ray or myself or Manimal a good weekend or good fights or, or compliment Ray. Uh, we had uh, we posted a picture. I don't know what the picture was. I guess it was when um, when we had that most recent guest on. So we posted a picture, and most of the comments were just about how awesome Ray looked. Wow! So we'll take those. Really, I didn't really, I'll take those. We'll take those Jeez. too. So if you want to just comment and or ask questions, feel free. You could you could uh, connect Let's... with us, Ray Longo MMA. Uh, I'm Steve Maraboli, and of course, uh, MMA Beyond, you can you can find on uh, Instagram, Twitter as well. Uh, we'll go with Instagram. Perry wants to say, uh, we kind of got to this, uh, yeah. What what's up with Mitrione's mouthpiece? Shouldn't the corner carry a second one in case of malfunctions? Last UFC card, uh, it looked like one of the fighters kept spitting his out. And that's Stephen Lee. No, this, that's a separate one. Just oh. needed to be. Just <laughs> oh, needed to be Perry, that was Perry. Um, <laughs> I, I maybe they maybe the 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 corner does have a second one, and they would have given it to him possibly between rounds. Well, I think it's a you you have to have two mouthpieces in the corner. I think it's a rule. All right. they, they, everybody has yeah. to. They they had to have that other mouthpiece. So I, yeah, Perry. I you know what I think. I think Mitrione is is was doing great throwing those hands. I think he was he was moving well. He was definitely avoiding that uppercut. I think that he got distracted, man, and just you you can't. Don't you see all those funny videos about people who are walking? Think about how good you are at walking. Most people have been doing it most of their lives, and they start texting and walking, and they bump into walls, they fall into fountains, they fall off curbs. That's something walking. And so look how quickly you can be distracted and what that can do. Imagine being in a cage fighting in your underwear, and you, you become distracted about yeah, that, something that, like that. That's hard mouthpiece. to do. So that, that takes a special Buddy, That's I, and That like, monster, you know, that, that guy, uh, the, the Mitrione's opponent was known to just <laughs> put people to sleep with those hands, and you're trying to avoid it, but you're literally looked at his mouthpiece yeah, as they hit the ground it. and then turned back turned back towards his opponent and caught an uppercut to the... Yeah, it's like, uh, you guys got that little mouthpiece? I'm, I'm about to get uppercutted right, into I'm about the uh, third to, right. row. And, Anybody and, uh, bring that? Yeah, so... Ah, you got the mouthpiece? Anybody? <laughs> Christopher producer? Yep. Um, Stephen Lee did ask, how would you describe the manimal in one word? I mean, was this like a Rorschach test? Is that the name Steve of the Lee, test? Yeah. Where they I, show I you feel something? like I haven't seen Steve Lee in a while. No, Steve Lee moved back to... Uh, no, he fucked us. He went back to Colorado. He's not here anymore. So no wonder I haven't ah. seen oh, Steve no wonder. Lee in a while. <laughs> I, Steve, that, that, not for nothing, but it took him four months to know that you've been gone. <laughs> I, I, cause Poor I Paulie, see... Paulie Malinaji still thinks he's around. He thinks he's taking him out to, to lunch. I haven't broke the news to him yet either. It's hard to let people know that Steve Lee's not here anymore. Well, because he was... he would. I would I would see him on occasion anyway because uh, I guess of his work schedule he wouldn't he wouldn't yeah, be yeah, here yeah. as often as yeah, I was here exactly at the times uh, so well well congrats on the move buddy also um, how would you describe manimal in one way I, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is just different I, I was going to use the word interesting yeah. <laughs> is he's for me he's interestingly like a, different a, a live three D textbook. <laughs> Wait, what is he alive? So what? 3D textbook. So instead of reading about this stuff, I get to 
be friends with it. More like a Wikipedia page, though, because <laughs> yeah. anyone can edit. Right. He just, he yeah, right. He's he's funny because he um, he's interesting. I use the word interesting. Can be- we find out if he has a Wikipedia page that he, he obviously wrote himself? He must have. <laughs> I'd look up the page, not Manimal. Manimal. <laughs> um, different. It, yeah, definitely. He's he's at Disney right now, and the fireworks goes off. He really says, "Oh, look what they did for me." Yeah, well, he, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they're having fireworks for me. <laughs> look at this. I tell you, I they knew. they knew I was coming. Yeah, they knew I was coming. They said I it was going to be like special. What's it like walking around like that? I want to know. He I really want to know. A crowd cheering for yeah. him. He really does. No Wikipedia, though. Oh, nothing. He said. No, it's like that old joke, Steve. That guy, the Spanish guy, Jose, that goes to the Mets game, and he (laughs) thinks they're singing the national anthem for him. Jose, can you? He's up in the top, and he's like, well, look, they actually care about me. They they want to know if I could see up in the nosebleeds. He's that guy. That's him. He's Jose. He's he's why are you mad at all these oil cans? He's that guy. (laughs) What did the oil can? do to him he, he's he's that guy but when he said when he said he was gonna review the fight <laughs> well, well he said a lot of things when, when he I, when i said the the crowd's chanting manimal he said i had to i had to listen back because i wasn't sure if that was real or if that was what's already always in my head <laughs> and he was serious he wasn't sure if the crowd chanting was real this time Let's qualify this that. by saying we love the man. Of course, he's we're just trying to understand that. him. That's all. It's I fun. It's I a fun. It's a, oh, he's a fun project. It's a fun journey. It's a fun project. All right, it who really wins? Uh, again, Steve Lee. Who wins if they fight right now? Stipe or John Jones? Also, The Rock or Stone Cold? I'm going with Stipe and The Rock. That's my answer. I will go with Stipe and The Rock as well. I think that uh, Stipe is stronger. He's 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 going to be tough to take down uh, for John Jones and I don't think that he would he would uh, be at a distance where John Jones would be able to pick him apart and the rock I think I don't think the stone that stone cold does anything um, like MMA related or anything no. like that I think that he was an incredible Hall of Fame uh, wrestler but I think that the rock would take him Dan from uh he writes, Jared Flash Gordon subdued a guy with a bat who came after him and some people he's with. He posted the video on his social media. He didn't punch him. He just used jujitsu and they got the bat away from him. Matt Sarah was caught on camera doing the same thing. Have you guys ever had to use martial arts to de-escalate a real life situation? Uh, nothing that's coming to my mind. No, but uh, no, I, I haven't. But I did see. Um, the Flash Gordon video, uh, Jared Flash Gordon. I didn't see it. Yeah, he. Uh, they were, they were taking a picture. Some some uh, guy had a interesting bumper sticker on his car. So I guess Jared was. They were recording or taking a picture of the car. The guy didn't like that they were recording him or the car. So he gets out with a bat. And uh, I think where where martial arts comes in, like it did for Matt Sarah in that Vegas video that we've all seen, is that had it not been Flash Gordon, who's a trained elite fighter, um, it would have been violent and brutal. But instead, he was able to. I, I don't know if someone's yeah, coming at a regular it, person it with a bat. Seem, it that's does seem extreme force. that the guy, because the guy was 
Yeah. Taking a, man, it's a little yeah. weird. Yeah. So, so, so imagine, imagine you do that to someone else. You come to, you come at them with a bat. You could get shot. I mean, a million things could happen. Fortunately for that guy, he was coming after Jared Flash Gordon, who they subdued him, and I think uh, uh, Flash Gordon took his neck a little bit and, and put him to sleep for a second or so, but took the bat out and let the guy get up. And the guy said, "Give me back my bat." They're like, "No, oh, no, wow. go to your car." You you don't get this bat back today, and uh, and that was it. But uh, and same with Matt Sarah. Imagine it's not someone trained. That's that's a that's a fight. That guy who was underneath Matt Sarah was really really fortunate that Matt didn't do anything that beyond Matt has just a hold sense him. of humor. Yeah, that that he's he's that guy because someone else could have could have hurt you really bad. Thanks for the question, Dan. Uh, shout out to Matt Sarah and Jared Flash Gordon for doing the right thing and being great representatives for uh martial arts because because those kinds of questions mean that that's a that's a good representative um soon soon kanmi writes sorry if i hacked your name soon soon kanmi writes hi ray longo and steve maraboli i'm a big fan from nigeria with the rise of the ufc in africa dana white said potential fight could happen here it was amazing to hear him say that we have many nigerian fighters in the ufc now and would love to host you my question is what do you think of the Adesanya Whitaker fight? My friends and I will be watching and cheering for Al Iaquinta. Wow. Nigeria, Ray Longo. Man, thanks for the love, man. Uh, I think it's great that uh, Dana said that. It's good to have this the UFC, especially for people. That's another trip. Yeah. A lot of people can't say they were ever in Africa. Uh, so that's great. And uh, about the fight, man, it's going to be a great fight. I think you got really two uh, elite strikers going at it, and uh, my guess was the you know I don't know, I, I, whoever could actually make it an MMA fight, mix it up with the takedowns and everything else, probably wins that fight. Is there is there is ring rust a factor, or is that something that we we don't really uh, discuss anymore? I look everybody look everybody's different. Obviously, you know one guy says it's not a factor. So if you get the right work in the gym. And you've been around for a while. I, I, it probably wouldn't be a factor, you know. If you if you really haven't had a lot of fights, then it, I think it becomes a fact. It's more like how much experience have you had before the layoff, to me. And if you had a lot of experience, and look the way things are going now, guys aren't sparring as hard, so it's right. not as much of a, you know, determining factor as it used to be. There's always like you know when you spar like if your timing's off a little bit or it doesn't it's not going to take you long to to get it back either if you if you're good and you've been around for a while i think that stuff is like riding a bike it comes back pretty quick so i know dominic cruz is big on that so i i think it's more like semantics but sometimes you're going to be a little off i don't think it's going to last long and it depends on obviously the guy i'm i'm going back like normally in boxing it never really worked out but then Leonard had like a huge layoff and, you know, he came back and beat Hagler. Again, that was in question. A lot of people thought Hagler won, but he looked pretty good, you know. So I guess individually, I don't know if I'm answering the question right, but uh, I don't believe in this case it's going to be a factor. Yeah. So, and and I agree. And of course, we're we're cheering for Ally Quint as well. And the fight's happening in Melbourne. And there, there are a lot of uh, uh, Nigerian uh, fighters. I, I want to say that there was a UFC put out some sort of meme that showed like it was f the four of their fighters. Were, 
there's only like one loss between them or something like yeah, that. Yeah, oh no, they're doing good. Yeah. That other kid looked really good the other night. I can't even think of his name, but he was on he was on the main card of uh, DC against uh, Stipe, and he fought a really good guy, and he ended up knocking him out. He got hurt, and he came back, and I think he's uh, he looks good. He looks good. That kid. Anybody got his name before I screw that up? Looking for it. Was it. the second fight in? I don't have it, but I thought I had. Chris, do you have? Do you have a piece of paper there? I thought I had a piece of paper that. I mean, had the one the reason we don't have on. it is because we we're looking at this. Yeah, we're looking at his name and we still can't pronounce it. So <laughs> it's, I was looking for the numbers of seeing yeah. who's who's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I'll get it off for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, let me look at that quick. Because that's um, so before we were talking about Bellator and, and yeah, that's the guy Sodiq Yusuf, I think is the guy's name. Oh wow, he went up. Look at that, sixteen percent. Looking at the numbers. Yeah. Now I'm looking at that. That's another. Uh, well, that's the thing. That's that's uh, when you see who who the, who are the people who go up the 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 biggest percentage. Paulo Costa, Joel Romero. Yeah. Paulo Costa is, no uh, I think he's uh, almost the second highest. 14.9% body percentage change from when he weighs in to when he fights. I think he weighed uh, in at 186 and fought at uh, 213.8. That's it's in 24 hours. Yeah, Doc, Jeez. that's a big jump, man. Doc, that's huge. I mean, I hear it says that's more than 10% of their body weight, which apparently is against the rules, but. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think Chris was happy if he got up to like two hundred five. I mean, he would feel great. That's because technically, I wonder if that's where he started his wake. I mean, that's that's pretty freaking heavy, man. That's heavy. I mean, that's heavy to be walking around for a guy like that. Just. Yeah, that's some of these weight loss doc. I know this this drives you nuts. Some some of these weight loss stories are just how do you sustain something like that? I just you don't, you, don't. <laughs> you, you just you just don't. Now for something that for so you, fights you, and and it is. But I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it is interesting that Romero and Costa. Those are two huge increases. Both guys by the eyeball test it, just are not looking. They good. fail every eyeball test. You know what I mean. So who else is in this guy? He's, Chris knows what I want to say right now. Yep. Chris knows that, he, that. My favorite, most boring line is, even Stevie Wonder says. <laughs> yeah. Even Stevie Wonder can see. <laughs> Man, so look at this guy. Seventeen point. Wow. Oh, this guy missed weight. <laughs> he missed weight and he still was 17 but wow that's crazy yeah it's a uh, the California State Athletic Commission um, or Connecticut um, so yeah it's interesting to see that how would it work doc if they did go to Africa so um, you know when you go to Africa you have to get all kinds of extra yeah they'd have to really get a lot of shots I yeah think, right? all kinds of stuff I mean, they're going to be there. If you have to be there a week, how many? Sh I mean, you have to get vaccinated, no? You might, yeah, depending yeah. Where, depending where it is, yeah, you might need one. Yeah, that's uh, 
a lot of unpleasant ones too. So it's like you, those take a little while. That this this you know this one's gonna make you feel like crap for a week. And yeah, they really mess with your body. So they I sure can't do. imagine that's, that's why great. I'm curious how that would do yeah. with testing and stuff. If how they would do with just their USADA tests. Would USADA test though? Right. And the other thing is, would they be competent to test them with all the bad? I mean, that's got to be a new thing, right? They can't have much to rely on. Right, with all of those. Yeah. I would create another It would be interesting nightmare. to see how that works logistically. Yeah. Uh, numbers, UFC by the numbers. Um, UFC 241 prelims averaged 817,000 viewers on ESPN. Um, and the numbers so far... So far, UFC 239, 235, and 234 are the only ones that have broken a million. Prelims. Prelims. That's not bad, though, if they go over a million. A million people watching for free is great. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, the, I the, thought they were lower, those the, numbers. The one that's uh, 722, that was UFC 240, 722K. You, you, you want to hope that there was something else competing with it? This is the challenge that they have. Under the old model, when we look at this and say, all right, so UFC 241, which was a great card, uh, 800, you couldn't get a million people to watch for free. But yeah, under their new dynamic, they <laughs> they just want to give you stuff to watch. Yeah. If you look on, if you if you're channel surfing on uh, ESPN or ESPN two, they're they're showing entire. U UFC cards, uh, pay-per-view cards. They're just playing them. Kind of like Fox used to always just play UFC throughout the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ESPN's kind of doing that and playing those entire pay-per-view cards. Uh, Are they playing those? Yes. I just, I just, uh, they just did the replay of uh, Jones versus, um, uh, John Jones versus the guy he just fought. Uh, Gustafson. No, no. Um, oh. The dude that hurt his he hurt his knee in the in the beginning and fought the whole time. He, the guy oh, he yeah, just yeah. fought Santos. Santos. Yeah. They they just did that whole one for free. Oh, wow. There's an ESPN too, in like the that's middle good, of the day. That's a good perk, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Again, but it's you know what is I'm not used to going to that channel. I'm so used to still Fox going either you know for us two fourteen or sixty nine whatever. But I got to start checking back in on uh, ESPN catching ben, those fights. Latest fight rumors: Ben Askren will fight. Damian Maya at UFC Singapore on October 26th. What do you think of that fight, Ray? Right, that's that's interesting. I want to see that. We'll would, see how that plays it, out. It would be interesting that to to see uh, Ben Askren and use that as his comeback fight. Is, yeah. You think he, he views it as safe, as in you're not going to get knocked out by Damian Maya? I think he views it. Yeah, he probably doesn't think he can get submitted by him, which could be a mistake. But is is Damian Maya someone who who gets? Who gets underestimated, do you think? Oh, I don't think he gets under. I think everybody has to respect that guy. I mean, he's he's really good. I mean, he, I don't think I don't he's think relevant he, always. Always. On the yeah. floor, he's always relevant, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, look what he just did to uh, Lyman Good. I mean, he's been around for a while. He just everybody In knew seconds. that was so look, you 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 know when you know you're good when everybody knows what you're gonna do and you and still you get still, it off. That well, that's the which first is why thing. I'm I'm wondering what, what Askren's mindset is for this because um he did get knocked dead by a flying knee, but his first fight could have not right. gone his but way this, either. The, those are two totally different fights than this one. And so, so going gonna, into this one yeah. 
by thinking, oh, I'll be safe because instead of someone who's going to be a brutal striker, I, I'll grapple with yeah, yeah. Damian Maya. Maybe yeah. Yeah, not the greatest yeah. plan. But it's sometimes I think it's easier if he's probably going to do good in that fight. Here's the way I look at this. These are two guys that do ordinary things, extraordinary. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's where you want to get to. Like Askren's wrestling is he could take an ordinary thing and you're still not going to stop him. And same thing with Damian Maya. He, you know what he's looking to do and he's still going to get you. So this is a real, it's a great matchup for that, for me. And, uh, I think Askren's smart. I think, you know, I don't know. I think he's going to be fine in that fight. Cub Swanson uh, looking like he's going to fight Crone Gracie at uh, Ultimate Fight Night 161 in Tampa. I think that Steamroller Frivola might have a fight on that card as well. He's fighting the Pena, what's his first name? What did he say tonight? Pay it. Vi- Anger of, uh, violent Bob v- Ross. Yeah, Violent Bob Ross. I don't even know his real name, and, but I, I know who he is, though. But it, in Tampa, I think it's a good fight for Favola. Yeah, so definitely, great, and and uh, and a good. It would be interesting to see how uh, Crone Gracie does against Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson again, another name that's been been uh, in it for a long time and, oh, and consistently him, good. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see that. Uh, Rory McDonald versus Douglas, Douglas Lima 2. Bellator Grand Prix Final That's is set for fight. October 26th. I uh, ran into Rory McDonald, a really sweetheart of a guy. Had just a brief little chat with him, but uh, shout out to him. Best of luck in that fight. Very nice kid. Does it... Does it um do uh, do you come across as like a legend to a lot of these guys? It, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. Because it it seems that when when people discuss you, and I know you don't see yourself this right. way, but when when people discuss you, whether it's uh, and and I notice this when I watch you, you're you're cornering an event that I'm watching on TV, and whether it's Rogan, whether it's Anik, whether it's McCarthy, whether it's Goldberg your name becomes synonymous with that kind of legendary status. So the reason I bring that up is when a Rory McDonald comes to see you, is it, is it like when we were talking earlier, when people meet Henzo Gracie, you know, is is it kind of like that legend status? Like, Hey, it's Ray Longo. It's a, I mean, I think, try it, to pick I think it was more, I haven't seen you in a while and how you doing like that type of thing. I don't, you'd have to ask him, but right. like for me, it was just, you know, you walk in, you're not even thinking, you're in the back and you bump into somebody you haven't seen who's a nice guy and it's like, hey, how's it going? You know, I'd I say, you know, how you head straight, we're ready to go, you know, I'm thinking of retire, you know, that type of shit. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm ready to go. They and pick your brain some sometimes? Some guys do. Yeah, some guys do. Um, this one was more of it just in passing and he was with his girlfriend or his wife. And it was just, for me, it was, I, I look, I love people. So I, it's, one of the best things about all of this stuff is just the relationships you build. And they're acquaintances, but they're, they're nice acquaintances. So he's a guy, you know, Chris had sparred with a little bit and at Henzo's years ago. And uh, he's just a nice kid, you know. And, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'm viewed as like the older guy. So some guys pick your brains and some guys, I think it's more like a, just a friendship. I, mean, I hope that's the way it is anyway, because it's the way it is to me. So we have a UFC uh, fight night, uh, Andrade versus Zhang. We have, uh, and, and we have, we have someone yeah, on that card. Shout out to Mizuki, yeah. man. Mizuki got the call uh, in China, her UFC debut. So, man, we were all pulling for Mizuki. And 
We sent Pumi with her. Pumi's first assignment in the corner. I think he's going to come he's through with flying China. colors. Nice. You know, and I'm happy for Pumi. He gets yeah. to see China. He gets as a to young see kid. China being in the corner, and uh, and he's a great guy to have in your corner. Oh uh, yeah, he yeah. It looked like stuff. they they've built they developed a rapport with each other. Uh, you know, he's able to drill with her and stuff. So I'm excited for that. Then September seventh, Khabib versus Poirier. Oh man, in Abu Dhabi. Big stuff. What do you see for that, right? Is that a fight that you do? Is that a fight you'd feel comfortable saying what you see for? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know what it is? I mean, Khabib now is he's, he built up this, you know, Tyson like mystique. So, uh, I just think he's going to be a tough guy to beat. Now, we haven't really seen him handle adversity, would be interesting. Um, and I they, look, the key to me is can Poirier survive the first couple of rounds and then come back to pour it on when Khabib's trying to take a break? That's the way I look at it. And because I, I mean, look, at this point, again, it's a guy that does ordinary stuff, extraordinary. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know what the guy's looking to do. You know he's triangling your. I mean, there's enough film on the guy to. <laughs> right. You should be able to prepare. And to, so that's where it's going to get tricky is like it when that starts getting stopped can khabib make the adjustment and you know whatever but that's a lot of pressure that guy puts on you a lot of pressure he seems like his cardio's in place uh i think where he's fighting is going to benefit him i think he's very familiar with dubai i think poirier's at a disadvantage with that but uh poirier's on a roll he's a huge 155 pounder. he wants to win yeah, he wants to win. He's coming off. Who was his? Uh, even with Max Holloway, that was a great fight. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, mentally I give the edge to uh, Khabib, and I think that's going to be a big factor in the fight. Does fighting outside change that at all? Because this is happening in an open-air arena. Does that change your game plan a little bit or how you train? Well, I mean, look, obviously if, if it's 100 degrees out, I mean, I'm – Still go back to like when Durant fought uh, Esteban de Jesus in Panama. I mean, it was like 98 degrees they were fighting. I mean, that's got to be insane. So I'm sure the camps have looked at that, what the weather's like. And they probably make some adjustments. You could probably simulate it in in Vegas. As much as they could, you know. So I think it does change it. you know, all of these things, even Australia, you know, like one, one fight in Australia, I mean, Costa was fighting at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, so you yeah. start, you know, like you're going to know that ahead of time. So you'll, instead of sparring in late afternoon at night, you'll start sparring in the morning just to, whether it means anything or not, mentally it will, you you feel like, okay, at you least I covered that, I can check that anyway, box right. off. Yeah, right. I don't want my body to peak. Whatever right, right. Yeah, exactly, whatever it is, wanna, exactly. Yeah. That's shift it. that attention. Exactly, without a doubt. When it, we want less, I, less shifts of attention. Just check off that box. Yeah. That's not a problem. We addressed it, and I think that's good enough, so uh yeah that should be interesting i'm not familiar with dubai but uh i'm gonna say all of that stuff has to be taken into account i think that abu dhabi's weather can be you can simulate it in vegas Vegas, if you go out in kind of in the middle not not the strip but if you go out a little bit to the outskirts you can simulate it it looks very very similar very very similar and it feels very very similar wow yeah, so super hot. And so yeah, so it's 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 hot and it's dry. Yeah. So I think it, those time changes are what you know. But you know the adrenaline. How you and I have talked about yeah. this, man. The, the, especially now, 
I, I've traveled most of my adult life, but now those time changes kick my oh, ass, no, they fucking, yeah. These guys are young enough, and I think the adrenaline probably overrides a lot, but I got to tell you, man. Not for me. My I last Australia like... and Abu Dhabi, so I, I did from here to Abu Dhabi, and then that was 13 hours, and then another 13 hours from Abu Dhabi to Australia. Yeah. I, I just, then I was, it was like a week and a half maybe I was gone. It took maybe three months to get back to normal. Uh, that oh, it, wow. that one was my roughest one, That's and rough, and man. where before it's Ray, I feel like I was I was better by the weekend, uh, but now it, it took me forever. I'd have those restless nights, well, and then think, during yeah, the day, and like, sometimes they hit you like three weeks later. <laughs> like you don't know why you're waking <laughs> but up. But over there, the I was cruising it like yeah. it was nothing. Over there, well, it's was always like easier a, when you're adapt, excited. Yeah, too. you're excited too. That, that overrides everything, and then. You come back and it's the reality hits you of what you're <laughs> ah, this trip's gonna kill me. There's no question. <laughs> you know, I'm going in there with the with the wrong mindset. But. It, you know, it's it, here. Here's what's what's great about this this trip and what's great. First, it's a uh, it's a big fight happening for a guy that you can't be happier for. Well, uh, without a doubt. You know, yeah. I mean, so this and he is. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a great fight for him, a great opportunity, there, great win. And there's and, always the possibility that I come back and right in the middle of Weidman's fight, I nod out in the corner, which will be a first, <laughs> which is horrible. Which, which uh, and, and, and how's good. Chris? How's Chris's training going? He's looking good. He's going to be fine. Uh, really kicking into gear now. So he's fighting Fight Night Boston on October 18th. I think he's got a good mindset. He knows what he has to do in this fight, and I bet. Talked to him the other day. He seemed uh, he seemed pretty focused, which is good. Yeah, he looked focused. He yeah, looked yeah, like he, he was ready like to he... to uh, get back in there. I think that the weight adjustment again uh, should be a, that, that's going to be interesting, man. You're able to focus yeah, again. Yeah. We talk about that take focus that, again. That's one thing you take out of the equation. That it's, weight cut should be. I mean, I've seen him walk around at 203 like an animal. So 205's got to be. Very comforting to him. And so even we talked to Doc and we've talked, we talked about, we jokingly talked about my uh, snow PTSD and winter PTSD. Yeah. There's got to be a correlate or some way that you can, you can say that some fighters have weight cut PTSD. Like they, oh, the, the thought of cutting weight again itself causes enough stress and, and, and reminder of a tough weight cut they may have had or several tough weight cuts they could have had. Um, so not having that to worry about saying, oh, you know what, this, this will be an easier weight cut, let's say, uh, yeah. and not having a dread and all the emotions, physiological responses to the feeling of dread, um, must be, it has to be helpful. It, it can't be hurtful. It's gotta be helpful. To fight. <laughs> so, uh, so keeping yeah, that. I, I rarely there. hear anybody excited about the weight cut. Yeah, like hey, I can't wait. Even Manimal, even Manimal, who loves fighting, loves he, training he, for he it. He does pretty good with that. Though. He did. He recorded the weight cut, but when 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 we did our first show <laughs> afterwards, I said, "Hey, bud, so so do they sign you to another one?" He said, "Just give me a minute with that weight cut. Like, let me just. No, I just let I me just have a little break. Me. It's not." Like how much? How many mushrooms he eats now? He's always monitoring. I was like, yeah, good today. I only I only ate eighteen mushrooms. Right. Should I knock it down to twelve? So That's what we should do. We should make him. He can only come in now while he's like five pounds away from. Let's get him while he's making weight. He always has to be on. Yeah, weight. he always has to be on weight now. Right. So now he's got to make weight for the podcast. 
Right, and so because we're because we're I keeping think it safe, him down a little bit. No, we're gonna institute to get some mushrooms. one championship rule. So he also has to stay within some sort of hydration level, as well. And you notice, like you know, when we're when we're when he's on the podcast, Dave. I notice you do the same thing. You always make sure there's a cover on your drink because you, oh. you, you, you we do know that he could rule for us at any time. And he's going to. Yeah, yeah. It's only a matter of time. Like you can't even. It's not that like, he that's could, the only time, like when I have to take to. like a bathroom break, I actually take my drink with me. Right? I mean, is that right? Like I'm out at a at a fucking club in Manhattan with this guy. He's, you don't know what he's gonna do. You don't know what he's gonna do. Steve Lee left because of it. Well, exactly. I'm just. Uh, I, Steve Lee probably probably put something. That's why he, he left. That's the problem. Left is what I hear. Yeah. Right. Is that Steve Lee <laughs> left because of it? Yeah. He was. Uh, but no. He. I think he. What happened was he got something in his drink. And he had the bright idea of going back home again, right? Because that—that's what happened, right? He—he he, he thought he was just drinking because Manimal did view him as competition, right? Yeah, so he had to get rid of him, right? That's fucking. It's crazy. the extreme because we had we had Alpha Brain, and it got our buddy into into Penn State. Unbelievable! And like, so shout out to him because he should be starting then, soon. Yeah, and, he's, yeah. and he blogs Nick Shimkin, and. Uh, but the other way, sometimes you get uh, drugged and, and you move. Yeah. You right. move think... to the Rockies looking yeah, for yeah. the mountains. <laughs> What's in the mountains, buddy? What's what in the, the mountains, hell is poor buddy? Steve Lee? What are you doing in the mountains, I buddy? Don't know. Um, but <laughs> no, you really <laughs> got to be careful with this guy. Enjoy a shout There's out again. Some to... of the, one of those Disney characters right now is probably living with Steve Lee. <laughs> right. Probably with Steve Lee right now. <laughs> Steve Lee, we have a question for you. What's your favorite Disney character? Yeah, yeah he's uh, right now. I'm, 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 I'm in Colorado with the Little Mermaid. I don't know why why she's here, but she saw Manimal in Disney. She said Lane. there was a guy named Manimal who wouldn't yeah. stop showing me fight highlights. Yeah, right. He said it was just a Snickers bar. Right. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to Manimal. We miss you, buddy. Yeah, we Manimal. miss Come you, buddy. Come back soon. Like in five months, but uh, right. that's, it's all good. We'll see you a little bit. Folks, don't forget to check out our sponsors on it, uh, onnit.com slash MMA Beyond. That's onnit.com slash MMA Beyond. If you're already on on it and already order their stuff, great news. Type in our promo code MMA Beyond and you will receive a 10% discount. It's a great way to save some money and support the show. On it's got everything. So that not only do they have supplements from pre-workouts to if you're on keto, if you're looking at whatever that you, they have incredible supplements and, uh, as well as boards, I mean, like forums, boards, I mean, that kind of stuff with information, articles, updates, and, uh, they have recipes on it's got uh, just about everything you want, even clothing. You want some clothing barbells, they got weight stuff. They have, it's a whole universe in there. So have fun, but don't forget our promo code MMA beyond. Thank you so much, folks. Hey, th- and leave us a five-star rating if you don't mind. Ray Longoj, me and you, buddy, we knocked it out of the park. I'll tell you, man, back to the old days. Knocked it back out of the park, Back to the old buddy. days. I'll tell you the, why. Follow the formula. <laughs> we follow the formula. Yeah, give us some feedback on that if anybody gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> give us some feedback. <laughs> right. <laughs> give us some feedback if anyone gives a yeah. shit. <laughs> Just right. I give a shit. Yeah. Please. That'd be great. But thank you for listening, everyone. This is MMA and Beyond. We'll catch you next time.